Hello and welcome to Being with Ron Ash. I'm Ron Ash, your host. We are live and local, national and international on great stations worldwide for a complete list of our affiliates and showtimes. Visit us online at beingwithronash.com. That's beingwithronash.com. Today you are Being with Ron Ash and Patty Fivette. Hello, Patty. Hello, Ron. How are you? I am fantastical and magical, my friend. Every day is better than the last. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I love it. I absolutely <laughs> love it. I think it's a good enough story to stick to. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> you know, it's funny. In, in our daily walk, we often come across people who kind of think the opposite way. And I came across someone this morning, and they were all about, yeah. uh, I'll never have money. I'm, I'm broke all the time. And I'm like, hey, ho. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> exactly. And I said, so that's been your continuous experience, right? I says, how about you try this? So we'll see what happens next time I come across that person. <laughs> oh, but it, yeah. it was it was so <laughs> heartfelt that it was yeah. you know having an effect on me. And I could c- clearly see that she was very successfully using metaphysics, the law of attraction, and all the principles uh, revolving around those things to get exactly what she didn't want in her life. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, maybe that one little seed you planted, maybe it'll grow into something beautiful for her. I I hope so, because that's what I'm all about, planting seeds. And we're going to be planting some seeds here tonight. We're going to be uh, talking about your book, The Making of a Mystic, which does a lot. It accomplishes several things, doesn't it? Yes, it does, actually. It does. First, it tells. It starts off. It tells my story about the automatic writing and the where I was in my life when, when automatic writing just happened one day. I run. I didn't even know what automatic writing was at that time. <laughs> I wasn't enlightened. I'd never heard of, of automatic writing, and and uh, at, and it was a low point in my life, and and I was having trouble even just getting to the grocery store, getting food for the week, and getting home. Mm-hmm. You know, automatic writing. Oh my goodness gracious! But anyway, so the book starts with that, and then as the automatic writing shifted into a more a stronger spiritual connection within mm-hmm. me. Uh, in other words, as I realize my spiritual connection that is already there. Um, I began to get messages about how humanity can learn from trees and how to get along with each other. Mm-hmm. And so that's a section of the book. Uh, another section of the book is, is right before that is my own question and answer, the automatic writings. And it's it's very psychological in nature, but it's also spiritual in nature. Mm-hmm. It has a very high vibrational frequency. And then I, I get where I'm using the poet's heart, and I'm out in nature, and words and phrases will come as I feel a oneness with oh, oh birds, butterflies, mm-hmm. plants, weather, this type thing. And it's such a high vibrational frequency that, and such love that it it comes in uh, phrases and it comes out very poetic. Mm-hmm. And but toward the last of the book, part five, part six, there's some wonderful takeaways for the reader 
that the reader can um, actually use some of the exercises and in the final uh, final section of the book, can use some of the exercises and some of the thoughts that came through as I was writing the book and and actually have their experience in connecting to the vi- divine, not like I did, but mm-hmm. in their own way. And that's what's important because we're all different. And mm-hmm. that part six, I had an editor said, this is my takeaway from your book, Patty. He said, this is what I am going to take and earmark and read every day and you know and put somewhere where I can see it because this is important and I and I said at the time I said this came through me and uh it's it's really important I read it myself sometimes um mm-hmm. it's it's connecting with the divine so those are the, that that's the book in jest that's the mm-hmm. book briefly you know, it, it's interesting because, you know, you speak of animals, you speak of trees, you speak of nature, and we're all part of these things. And I, I think we we kind of, you know, forget that at times, and we get so far removed by all the distractions of life that we forget to just go out there and just kind of ground ourselves and plant our feet in nature and maybe go up to a tree and just hug a tree. You know, people have these things about tree huggers, and they equate that with environmentalists and things like that. But if you ever really just went up to a tree, wrapped your arms around it, put the side of your head against that tree, you will feel some amazing things, won't you? You really do feel some amazing things. The trees that I uh, hugged, the trees Mm -hmm. that uh, I don't want to say corresponded with, but the trees that shared their spirit with me. Let's let's put it Mm, that way. That's a perfect way of putting it. Yeah, the trees that shared their spirit with me, they were older trees. They were grandfathers Mm -hmm. and grandmothers. They were just huge older trees. They had the most wisdom. Mm-hmm. They really just profound wisdom about uh, uh, life and and branches that don't get tangled up with another tree growing next to them and sharing space and and being in your own presence and making do with the best the best you have with what you have at the moment and mm-hmm. being in the moment. Just lessons that we all could learn. And that took me by surprise also, but I opened up while sitting under one, thinking I was going to do some automatic writing, and the next thing I know, I'm hearing the story of a tree, and Mm -hmm. why not? I started writing, and and, wow, so many beautiful lessons from that. I never thought this would happen to me, but it's a a surrender, and it's done Mm -hmm. with love. It's completely done with love. And, Ron, how much better we all would be if we could not only look at ourselves in the mirror and feel our love that's innate as part of our being, but look at uh, the person next to us on the train uh-huh. in, in their eyes. Look, look at, yeah. at our friends, our parents. Look at the people we thought that were our enemies for one reason or another or, or just disagreeable people. Look, it's there. Mm-hmm. We're just blocking it. As you said earlier, humanity has forgotten this. Mm-hmm. I think it was more part of being uh, thousands of years ago. But now in the Western society, we are so full of the business model. You know, mm-hmm. set a goal, and and it's what you do, what you do, what you do. 
And I have found in my life that if I let what I do be an expression of what I am instead of defining what I am about what I do, it, you get in a flow and it becomes so much fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, as it's in, really so much fun. As in nature, everything's intertwined. Everything relies on each other. I mean, even the trees, you know, the trees have roots. The roots meet other roots. You know, it connects to the soil, it connects to the water, it connects to the stones, it gives us oxygen. I mean, it's everything is so interconnected, and we really are one on this planet with all things. We really are. We really, really are. Uh, I've come to believe, i come to know, that everything on this planet, uh, every natural thing that grows is, and even may, 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 the rocks and, and the mm-hmm. soil, everything that's part of the planet is an individuation of spirit. Yeah. It's spirit expressing itself as a tree, spirit expressing mm-hmm. itself as a plant or a rock. And in order to uh, understand the essence of this tree, this 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 butterfly that flies by in such an erratic p- pattern and does not live long, uh, or, the, or the daisy or the wildflower in the field, uh, it, it requires to stop and pause mm-hmm. and realize that this is life expressing itself in that form. Mm-hmm. And when you do that and appreciate it, and open up to that l- vibrational frequency. That's how I see it. Each thing has a vibrational frequency. Yes. And open up to whatever that vibrational frequency is and to open up. I, I do it with love. Mm-hmm. And you feel that oneness. And oh, isn't yeah. it profound? Yeah. It's amazing. It, and, and and people it, experience it all the time and they shrug it off. They're not aware of what's happening. No, they are not aware of what's happening. And that, that's that's uh, a little sad, yeah. but um, you can be aware. Anybody can be aware. Yeah. And I have discovered that we all have different talents that allow us to be aware in different ways. Mm-hmm. Very true. Uh, many people shrug those feelings off, and I often encourage people, when you feel these things, when you feel these chill bumps, when you feel these vibrations, when you feel this energy, sit with it for as long as it lasts. And when it happens again, guess what? It'll be stronger and last longer. This is your connection to spirit. We're all connected all the time. There is no here or there. We're all connected here and there at the same time. That's exactly right. And when we feel like we're not connected, mm-hmm. it come, that not connection is not true. No. It's us. We're telling ourselves a tale. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're telling ourselves a mistruth. We're allowing ourselves to breathe a, a, a mistruth. Um, I was walking the other day, and not far above my head, it was not quite nighttime, mm-hmm. but you could still see the sun was just peeking over the horizon, so there were little, little rays of light still there, and you could see the pretty sunset colors. But an owl flew... Right, right over my husband and I, and mm-hmm. we could see everything on that owl, and we just paused just for a moment, mm-hmm. and it was just the most beautiful experience. But how many people would see a bird flying over and not even notice it? Yeah, 
It's very true. And once you open yourself up to those things and you realize that these uh, things that we view as inanimate objects are actually there sending us their vibration and helping us to grow and helping us to understand, especially these animals like the owl you, you spoke of. I've had experiences with the owl and places in my life where I was beginning a new chapter and and all of a sudden you see this beautiful white owl with a huge wingspan fly right over the top of you. Now, what is the chance of that? That's a message. That's telling you that, yes, (laughs) you're at the right place. You're at the right time. Keep on going. And speaking of chills, I'm getting them right now just thinking about that story. That's my affirmation that, yes, that is what the message was at that time. You understand it. That's your confirmation. And I do understand that that is a confirmation, and I've had those confirmations myself. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the confirmation just comes, and sometimes I ask for a confirmation. Yes, I you can think ask. this is the right direction to go. Uh, mm-hmm. I think this is the right way to think about this, but I am not sure that that uh, I've got some insecurities with, with this situation or that situation. Um uh, send me a confirmation, and sometimes it will come in the form of an animal. Sometimes it will mm-hmm. uh, un, unusual. I have several sightings of one particular animal, uh, even if it's in pictures or or poems I read or something like yeah. that. You know, several sightings over and over and over, and I will get I will get a um, a confirmation that way. And sometimes my confirmation comes in the dream in dream form, mm-hmm. but. Or something somebody says, but the, the, the a spirit always answers us back. It always does. Our job is to know it's coming and mm-hmm. to watch for it. Yeah, and we have to be present for that to happen. And we have so much technology today. It's very easy to, you know, put that animal into Google, learn about that animal, you know, try to find out if there's a total meaning of that particular animal. See how that fits into what you're going through in your life, and your answer may be. Right there in that sighting, in that repetitive sighting. It could be a number as well. Everything's a vibration. Everything is a vibration. Everything. And, and many, the vibrations are quite yeah. profound sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're profound on a very, very subtle level, too. Mm-hmm. It's not always uh, a heavy vibration that knocks you, knocks your awareness you know, into play. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a, a, a very quiet whisper vibration, but that's still just as profound, don't you think? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So tell tell me a little bit about this the first time that you began to uh, write automatically, and what was that about? What were you writing? Ron, it was the time of my life where everything was falling apart. Mm -hmm. In my first book, When Life Cried Out, I explained that I had gotten on my knees in a thunderstorm and uh, said a one-sentence prayer that changed my life with every cell in my body. I meant everything I said. I said, whatever is keeping me in the way of walking my spiritual path, may it fall from me. Well, guess what? Everything began to fall from me. House, marriage, relationships, community, every mm-hmm. everything fell from me. And so it could be integrated at another level. But during this initial integration 
part. I was going to see, I had allergies that were so profound I was not functioning, and I had panic attacks. And I was going to see an energy healer who worked with, with these things, and, and it was about, I lived in Georgia at the time, and it was about a two-hour drive. But I went started like four or five days a week, and, and it was just so profound. And she knew that my intuition had locked up in childhood. Mm-hmm. She also was a psychologist. And it locked up in childhood. Uh, it was not validated. Um, so it got locked up in, in my mind somewhere. So anyway, so she said, getting back to the question, she said, Patty, I want you to come to my house. I've got a, she was studying energy medicine, and she said, I've got a lady coming in named Tina coming in, and she's going to be teaching us how to connect to spirit. And, and uh, well, I had uh, uh, just left a very fundamentalist, Protestant church, and I just don't know about any of this. She said, come on, I'll give you a couple of free sessions. Okay, now she's got my attention. Free sessions. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I went. and But mainly I went because I felt like I was supposed to. Mm-hmm. So I went, the, and it surprised me. There were eleven of the most intuitive people I have, women I have ever met, in my life, and they acted like it was the most normal thing in the world. And for me, it was scary, and people would fuss at you. And and but see, that had been my experience, and it was an untruth I was telling myself. Anyway, the last day I could do the exercises, and that surprised me. But the last day, she said, "I want you to go to a quiet place in the room, and or in the house." And write at the top of your, take your paper, write at the top of your paper a question that has plagued you all of your life. Then go into altered state as best you can, the way I have described, using your breathing and slowing down and opening up. And see if you get an answer. And when you hear the answer or see a vision or something, jot down what what you think it meant. And I thought, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. Yeah, sure. And that, that was my thought, and she said, go try, Patty, at least go try. You're not, you know, you're going to cut yourself off if, if you don't really go try. So I thought, all right. So I went in the back corner of a bedroom and sat like a Sufi mystic who knew what she was doing, but I didn't have a clue. <laughs> but obviously something knew what it was doing, you know, yeah. a big with capital S something, you know. <laughs> and uh, so I wrote the question at the top of the page, why do I never feel good enough? Mm-hmm. That's what I wrote. Yeah. And I went into altered state, and I became a witness to something that was happening. My hand wrote something at the top of the page, and I don't know what it was. And it wrote something that I didn't know at that time. It mm-hmm. wrote at the bottom of the page. Then it moved to the middle of the page. It moved uh, back on, under the top, and it began to fill in spaces with, with words. It didn't come out in some it says It was just words, and but it all went together, and I didn't know what I had written, and then it was over. Mm-hmm. And I was back, and I looked, and Tina had come into the room, and I was sitting there just bawling, just absolutely bawling. And I get emotional thinking of it now. You mean something out there cares enough about me that would answer this question for me? I had no idea that would happen. Just no idea. And Tina said, have you read it? And I said, no. And she said, well, read it to me. And I read it. Well, we both had tears. I went back, and out of 12 people, well, counting Tina was 12, uh, me was 13, but out of... um. Other people in the room half wanted copies, and, uh-huh. and the 
and it was just profound. It was just really a profound experience. And I kept doing it, writing my question and getting answers. And then I wondered one day if the electronic frequency that comes off of a computer would interfere mm-hmm. with it. And so I covered the computer screen so my editor wouldn't get in the way, it, the internal <laughs> editor I have when I write. Yeah, so the, I covered the, uh, the computer screen. and I, Yeah, the ego of it all. I wanted to keep that out of it because I didn't want to uh-huh. mess the process. I'm getting good answers here, you know. Yeah, and, good uh, stuff. It's better than any psychology session I've ever been to. And uh-huh. so I kept writing my questions and... And uh, the answers would come as long as I kept that computer screen uh, covered, you know. My fingers would just just type, and I sort of knew what I was typing, but not what the whole thing was going to be, you know. And and it, it was a form of automatic writing on the computer. And that's how it got started. It came right out of the mm-hmm. blue. And I don't think it would have come had I not completely surrendered that night in the thunderstorm. Yeah. Yeah, I just that don't think whatever led come. you led you to that point. Yeah, created the opportunity to do this, the automatic writing to get those messages. Now, when you're writing, do you find that I kind of already know the answer to this question because I've done mm-hmm. this automatic writing before I knew what it was as well. It would just start happening yeah. at these strangest times of the of the day, like three o'clock in the morning or whatever, and I would yes. just look at it afterwards yes. and I was like, I wrote this. Is this? <laughs> Yes. Did you find that yes. it wasn't in your own voice? Yeah. Uh, it's not in my own voice. Mm-hmm. No, the writing is, um, it doesn't look like something Patty Fivet has written. It has a yeah. different tonal quality to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you find and, that to be the same yeah. way? And, and yeah. I mean, some more than others, but uh, even today I get people... Um, that have read you know my books and they say, Ron, you know I I I've spent some time with you. <laughs> you're very approachable. You're very easy to speak with. You're very easy to be mm-hmm. with. But you know when I when I read your book, it seems like it, there's there's someone else there. You know, like they could ah. see me, but there's some part yeah. that's just like, you know, yeah. wow, this stuff. Where is this very profound thought coming from? And some of it even a little alien when I look at it. Yes, yes, I understand that completely. It's a dialect that I'm not familiar with at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will have different dialects Mm -hmm. depending on where I am and what I'm doing, if Mm -hmm. that makes any sense at all, and I imagine it does with you. Yeah. Um, it's not always exactly the same. That's why I have not, and it's it's a different vibrational frequency. That's why I have never tried to get it a name mm-hmm. other than spirit. Yeah, because that's what it is. Yeah, spirit that's what is it a is. a collection of all of us, isn't it? It is. That's exactly right. It's a collection of all of us. That's well said, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's And I have never tried to name it or personify it or anything mm-hmm. like that because deep inside I feel like that's going to make me not open up as well to mm-hmm. the entirety of the situation. With yeah. that, I, if I quantified it, then I would be... Uh, um, how do I say, trying to uh, sip water out of a straw instead of just gulping it down. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, so I've never done that, um, but I am aware in my body that it comes from a very holy place. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the book, The Making of a Mystic, you talk about yes. cultivating awareness. Can you, what, what exactly do you mean by that, cultivating awareness? Oh, cultivating awareness. When, um, let's see, how to start with cultivating awareness. It's being more aware, Mm -hmm. but it's not just a one-time thing. It's noticing, use your senses and notice things. Notice Mm -hmm. the placement of objects If when you walk into a room. That's one way of being aware. Don't just walk into the room and sit on the sofa, but but be be more aware. But in synchronicities, notice the synchronicities synchronicities that come into your life. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness, this is the third time I have seen the number 444. That must mean something. Mm-hmm. Uh, notice the white owl like you so beautifully described. For me right now, it's um, herons. But notice notice the, the heron that flies. Really notice it. Don't just mm-hmm. look at it. Yeah. Open up your poet's heart and feel it and um, be in awe of it. And the cultivating part means to keep doing that know there's always something richer and deeper uh that your awareness can bring to you don't ever assume you have all of the answer mm-hmm. because spirit is infinite it goes on yeah. it's 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 fantastic actually yeah and it's infinite it's ever changing it's never the same thing twice Unless I haven't gotten it the first time. <laughs> Excuse me for laughing. You know, I think I'm very human. That does even, happen. Even biblically, when when you look back and when Moses says, "Who shall I say sent me?" I am that I am because I'm, I'm. This yeah. is what I am right now, and and in in a minute from now, I'll I won't be the same, and you will not be the same either. We're always Don't changing. We're never I the love same that person. story. I really moments. do. Yeah. And then he says, who, me? I'm slow of speech. I gave you talents. I'll be there. Go do it. You know, And that's, and that's right. what happened with me in the automatic writing. Okay, I did it. And then then one little piece said, um, let's share it now. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> this is not grocery store conversation. It took me yeah. a while to get to that point. And mm-hmm. if I did not have somebody that said, this is something that you really need to do, mm-hmm. um, I, I would have I would have gotten there, but I wouldn't have gotten there as, as, as quickly yeah, as I did. Yeah, it's very interesting how we get to where we're supposed to be. Patty, it really is. By yes. that author of The by Making that. of a Mystic. And uh, you can learn about Patty and all of our guests at beingwithronash.com. Thanks, Patty. I really enjoyed our uh, visit today. I have enjoyed this too, Ron. Thank you for having me on your show. All I right. really we'll like have, what you're doing. <laughs> we'll have to have you on again real soon. Okay, thank you. All right. All right, we'll be back with more Being with Ron Ash after this brief break. We'll see you in a few. Hold tight. 